What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, man. Week one. Week one is finally upon us. We, we got a little taste of college football last week. Week zero, a lot of great games. Alabama State, Howard, Jacksonville State, uh, Stephen F. Austin. Also, week is the week. We've, we're having a two-part FCS Game of the Week giveaway here. Started off with the Aggie Eagle Classic. Just dropped that preview earlier today. And now we come to Jackson State versus Florida A&M in the Orange Blossom Classic. If you're new to the channel, hit the like button, subscribe. And for our FCS games of the week, y'all know, comment your score predictions below. If you predict the winner and the exact score, you win a $50 Venmo giveaway right here on the Blue Blood. So make sure to go ahead and do that. But let's get into this game. I am so ready for Sunday. Everyone knows I'll be in Alcorn for the Alcorn State Stephen F. Austin game, but this game is a is is, is a must watch on Sunday. ESPN two, Jackson State leading the all time series eleven to seven, two ties in the history of this. The twenty first meeting between Fam and Jackson State. Now, last season, this game determined. Swack East. Jackson State finishing 8-0 in conference, winning the Swack, headed to the Celebration Bowl, and it came up just short against South Carolina State, while FAMU, 9-3, 7-1 in the Swack, goes to the FCS playoffs and comes up short against Southeastern Louisiana. Both of these teams are coming into this season with a lot to prove. Jackson State voted to win the division again. FAM predicted a finish second. This is a game that if you are looking to Go and win the SWAC is a must-win for both of these teams. FAM knows what it was like to lose this game and be one point short from going to the SWAC championship. And Jackson State wants to defend that title and does not want to come up one point short against FAMU. So you can expect the emotions to be high, the fan involvement to be there. I was looking at tickets probably just a few days ago, and and I think the fans are going to be there, man. Regardless of all the outside storylines, this game is one of the top games at the FCS level. Now, looking at some storylines, I could have I could have put up, I mean, countless storylines up here, but I had to limit it down, man. I couldn't make this episode two hours long. But we'll start with Jackson State's offense. What will it look like? And I think outside of the offensive line, there's not really a question mark of talent and production. It's more just how are they going to utilize all the pieces that they brought in from the transfer portal and that are returning. You have Tyson Alexander coming back at running back. You brought in an all-MIAC guy in Savion Wilkerson. What? How are the running backs going to be used in this new scheme with a new offensive coordinator? How is Shador going to be utilized in this new scheme? And then, of course, with the with the wide receiver spot, we saw Mark Pope enter the transfer portal today. Who, who sees the field? I think if you asked... 15 analysts and 15 fans, you might get 30 different answers on the first five wide receivers who might be taking snaps and see the most action for Jackson State. Is it going to be some of the returning guys, Malachi Wadman, Trevante Rucker, Shane Hooks, or is it going to be some of the new faces, Kevin Coleman, Dallas Daniels, um, Rico Powers, the list goes on and on. Uh, one of the two of those Indiana transfers, who is going to step up at wide receiver? And I just want to see how they take a balance between putting the ball in the hands of a guy like Savion Wilkerson, who can be so dynamic in space and how they balance the depth they have at wide receiver and who, who emerges as the number one target. We saw 
last year, Malachi come on mid-year, and then by the end of the year, Keith Corbin established himself as the every-down guy, where Malachi would go get the touchdowns, but when Shador needed a play made between, you know, between the 20s, it, it, it went to Keith Corbin. So who steps up at wide receiver? The offensive line, we know the storyline surrounding them, going to have, what, maybe five new faces on that offensive line, starting on the interior with Zach Bro, Tyler Brown, um, even Evan Henry, uh, Willis Patrick on the on, on the outside of offensive tackle. How is the chemistry going to be built, and are they going to be able to execute and communicate and build that chemistry, which is something the offensive line last year just could not do? This is a great test for them against Gentle Hunt and a very talented Florida A&M front seven. We'll see if Isaiah Land comes comes back. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. If that happens, this is a great test for Jackson State's offensive line before they travel to go face a very, very proven and talented Tennessee State defensive line. Now, on the defensive side of the football, there's a lot more answers we already have than question marks. Let's just be honest. With, with Nugget, Great, Shiloh, Cam, Zay, Travis Hunter, uh, the secondary has no questions. Linebacker, we know what Aubrey Miller brings. The question for me is edge. Who steps up at the edge spot? The defensive tackle spot, Devontae Davis comes back. Katron Evans uh, comes back. True Thompson comes in to add some depth. They added some other pieces in there as well. Who is the guy to emerge at edge? You have to have a guy to, to get to the quarterback from the edge spot. Is it Niles Gaddy? Is it a transfer like Antonio Doyle? Is it a young guy who steps up on the other side? Um, is it a Frankie uh, a Frankie uh, Burger, uh, Burgess or or who who is it? And so for me, this edge position is going to be extremely important to watch this weekend, especially with FAMU nursing some offensive line injuries. We don't know who's going to be eligible in that front five or in that O line room. This is a time for an edge player for Jackson State to go out there ball out, put up some big stats, and prove that they can be the next guy to come in behind Houston and Antoine Owens as, as, as I would say, elite defensive lineman. Who is going to step up and make that impact? And I think we're going to break a little bit more down later in our players to watch. Now, for Florida A&M, the secondary is a major storyline to watch me and a major question mark. We know B.J. Bowler was one of the ineligible players. Jordan Moore wasn't able to participate last week either. The latest update from ESPN, Pete Thamel, is that we're down to 17 ineligible players. The number has been as high as 26. I think that that is the number that I heard was ineligible last week was 26 players. We're down to 17. So we got some of it figured out. Who who was it, though? It's a question. B.J. Bowler is a must-have for this secondary this weekend. They need a guy that has experience, that has talent, that has done it at the highest level in the SWAC to come in and really help handle a wide receiving core that is going to be one of the deepest they see all season long. They did, they had their positive moments against Josh Downs and a really talented UNC um, wide receiving core. This this week they're going to need to do a lot better. They could not let Shador and this wide receiving core go out go out there and start putting up points left and right. It is a recipe for disaster. You do not want Musa and this FAMU offense to have to go out there and, and, and have to score every time. You want to keep the pressure off of your offense, allow them to get into the get into the flow of the game and, and slowly get things rolling. You have to play big-time football this weekend in the secondary. And so can Kendall Bowler and some of those young guys step up in a big way for Florida A&M this weekend. Now, the biggest storyline, of course, who is back? 
eligibility issues, and injury woes as well, man. They lost two offensive linemen to potential season-ending injuries last weekend. What does the depth in the offensive line room look like? That is a major, major question mark for me. I need to – I want to be reassured early that this offensive line can hold up. And throughout the game, I'm going to be watching very, very closely at the wear and tear and the fatigue of that front five because they are going to have to try to be as fresh as possible going into the late parts of this game because I think this game is going to come down to the fourth quarter. They're going to have to be able to withstand a really talented front seven for Jackson State. Now, I, I really hope Isaiah Land, Bowler, uh, Jordan Moore, some of these big guys, important pieces can come back for Florida and and We'll see that they traveled uh, down to Miami today. The 17 players were left back in Tallahassee, but Willie Simmons said if they can find a way to be eligible – they will find a way to get them to Miami before the game. So it's kind of a wait and see. I've heard good things about some of those guys playing, but we'll see right now. We're in a wait and see. I'm going to list them as questionable for this game, but that is a storyline that everybody is going to be watching. And another one that I didn't list, the running game. This is Terrell Jennings' time to shine. Jalen McLeod, um, A.J. Davis, all those running backs are going to have to be big. Jeremy Musa had a great game last week. You're not going to be able to beat Jackson State, in my opinion, this year being one-dimensional. You're going to have to be able to run the football, and Terrell Jennings has the size. We saw it last week when he knocked a, a UNC defender out of the game with a one-on-one -on -one hit. He's going to have to be big. We, one, of the, one of the things with this Jackson State defensive line last year is they would get upfield too quickly, and those cutback lanes were there for running backs. If they can take advantage of that, and that's something that Jackson State didn't fix from last season, you could see a big day for Terrell Jennings. So the storyline to watch for me is, can FAMU establish a run? And that is extremely important if they look to pull the upset this weekend in Miami. Now, players to watch is going to shock everyone. Shador, given, I know Niles Gaddy's not a name a lot of people thought you were going to see on this list, but let's talk a little bit about Shador. Jerry Rice Award winner, first team all SWAC selection. Threw for over 3,000 yards last year, 30 passing touchdowns, three rushing. The question for me is, what's next? What is next for his development? And, and how is he going to take his game to the next level without with avoiding a sophomore slump that we've seen with star freshmen across college football before? He has the weapons. No one's going to give him any excuses. He has the, one, the deepest wide receiving core in the FCS. If the offensive line is better and the run game, and, and the run game develops, it's going to be no, there's going to be no excuses, man. I've heard some people say that they expect them to throw for 4,000. We'll see 40 touchdowns. We'll see. This is a game that Shador Sanders is going to have to go out there and prove that he took a step forward in his development from last season. And I'm really excited to see what he offers this offense in 2022. I want to see him go from, okay, I won the Jerry Rice award. I want to see him take that Cameron Ward type step forward and say, now I'm a Walter Payton award finalist. Now I'm in contention for the best player at the FCS level. That's the next step for me for Shador. With a secondary that could be missing some major pieces, with a defensive line that could be missing some major contributors, this is Shador's chance to do it on a national stage and prove that last year was just the beginning and this is a new year, and I'm going to go out here and, and do it big, man. So that's what I'm looking for for Shador, and that's why he's a player to watch. Now, Niles Gaddy's probably not the name y'all saw here. And we know what Nugget is. Great coming again, really highly, you know, highly touted. Uh, Aubrey, uh, Devontae Davis, the list goes on and on. I talked about the edge spot being a concern for me. 
And Niles Gaddy is a guy that I'm looking at that needs to take a huge step forward in 2022. 34 tackles last year, five for loss, four sacks, a pick. It's his time to step up, man. He's got to be the guy that I that that can go in there and help replace James Houston and take advantage of an offensive line potentially missing two starters and lacking some depth. He's put up 20-something pounds of weight. He's playing up over 240. This is his time to go out there and show that he can do it all and they can get after the quarterback efficiently and be the guy that everyone's going to have to game plan for and say, we got to know where Niles Gaddy is on the field. He's going to have to be a little bit better on run defense too. And I've, I've talked to people about that after the season. His He was so aggressive that he was one of the guys who would get upfield too far and allow those cutback lanes. I want to see him be more disciplined in the run game and more efficient in the pass rush game. And those are two things I think I think this weekend is going to be extremely important for him because if he can do it this weekend, get a sack or two, he can really set himself up to have a big year for Jackson State. And uh, listen, all the transfers you brought in were great. Niles Gaddy's been in the system now for multiple months, for over a year. Like He's a returner, and I expect guys who are returning to make an immediate impact more so than just guys who are coming in from the transfer portal. Niles Gaddy has had a year in this system. It's his time to break out. So for me, you have to watch for him. It's his time to prove to everyone who's doubted him, everyone who said he shouldn't win the Swipe Media Day, etc. This is Niles Gaddy's time to go make some plays, man. So he's going to be, for me, a player to watch and a player that should have a major chip on his shoulder coming into 2022. Now for FAMU, it starts with Jeremy Musa. I mentioned Terrell Jennings already and what the run game could be, but you know, I, Jeremy Musa has to play well. He's a player to watch because without him playing well, FAMU, FAMU cannot win this game. Last week had over 270 through the air, two passing touchdowns, completed over 70% of his passes. And a lot of people wondered his ability to play against pressure. Last week when he was under pressure, he threw he completed 75% of his passes, 97 yards and a touchdown. Had almost an 80 pro football focus grade under pressure last week. Now, UNC didn't bring pressure a lot, but when they did get to Musa, he responded well. I need to see, I, I want him to continue that this upcoming week because we know Jackson State is not afraid to bring the blitz, and they have guys who have the ability to get into the backfield and make some chaos back there. I want to see how Musa responds to that again after a big week, and I want to see. He, last week was a big learning experience. It was his first time going out there, really playing in this offense, playing with his teammates. Does he take that step forward after building a week more of chemistry with them? Did playing an extra week, as much as people uh, wanted to say it hurt FAMU to play last week, did that Did that game last week knock off some rust and they can come out here and start fast? That's the question. And, the, and for me, I want to see how he handles a more complex scheme because last week – UNC just said, let's just not give up the big play. We're fine with you dumping it overneath, dumping it underneath, and walking this offense down the field. I, Jackson State's not going to do that. They're going to let Nugget come up come up to your wide receiver and say, you're going to have to beat me. They're going to walk Travis or whoever, um, Bolden, or whoever's in that other corner spot. They're going to walk him down and say, you're going to have to beat us. And I want to see Musa prove that he can he can toss this thing downfield. Man, he had one pass over twenty plus yards last week, and that was that touchdown pass. I want to see can he push the ball down the field consistently and stretch the defense and and, and make them respect his deep ball because I think that's what Jackson State's going to do early is say we saw you can pick everyone apart underneath and and even in the intermediate. Can you beat us deep? 
And that's the challenge. Can, can you beat Nugget deep? Can you beat some of our really talented defensive backs deep? And Moose is going to have to respond to that early and often against Jackson State. Now, the defensive side of the ball, Gentle Hunt was, was a big option, you know, but with Bowler and Land having question marks, Isaiah Major is someone that really stuck out to me on film last week. Nine tackles, um, half a tackle for loss last week. His ability to fit in so many different spots and his ability to play sideline to sideline as a linebacker is something that coaches rave about and coaches wish every linebacker they had on the roster could do what he did. I'm interested to see what type of blitz packages they bring him in because I think he could be a very, very dangerous blitz weapon for FAMU, especially if this offensive line is struggling communicating. He is too quick for an offensive lineman to try to recover on him. And if he gets to the backfield, he's athletic enough where Shador is going to have a tough time getting away from him. I expect FAMU to use Major a lot on on some of these late blitzes, disguise blitzes, and things like that. His coverage ability and athleticism make him an excellent asset to this defense, and it's something that I think they really lacked at the linebacker spot last year. And my question is, how is FAMU going to try to hide him in major situations? He's talented enough that I think by the second, third quarter, Jackson State said, says, okay, where's Major? We're going to have to try to keep the ball away from him, get him out of the play somehow. And I want to see, because we saw at Indy, he can play safety, slot corner. He can, he can come down to the defensive line. He can play Mike. He can play the outside backer spots. How many different positions and how many times are they trying to move Major into key positions? That way to put him into the play because they trust him to go make a big play. That's a question mark, and Isaiah Major is going to be an intricate part of this defense this weekend for FAMU. Now for predictions, man, I tried to hang on. I tried to hang on to doing this preview as long as I could, but you know, I gotta I gotta get it out there. So we'll see who's all eligible and things can always change. But for me right now, I'm worried a little bit about the depth. I think this game is going to be close early. I just think Jackson State scores a late touchdown to put this one away. I have Jackson State 31, FAMU 21 in the Orange Blossom Classic this year down in Miami. I think this game's probably a one-score game all the way up until late fourth quarter. I think Alabama State, uh, Howard was a good example where you saw Alabama State score six, five or six minutes left, kind of put that one out of reach. I can see the same thing with Jackson State, man. I think – Early, FAMU probably, in my opinion, could jump out to an early lead just because they don't have the same type of rust after playing last week. Musa's, I think Musa has a respectable game, but I just trust Jackson State's offense to score just a little bit more. I don't know if Land and Bowler are both going to be back. There's just too many question marks on FAMU's side for me to pick them. If both of these teams were fully healthy with no question marks, it could be a different story, but Jackson State pulls away late, scores a late touchdown to put this one at 10. Jackson State 31, FAMU 21. Listen, if you're new to the channel, hit the like button, subscribe. More um, college football, FCS, and FBS previews coming very, very soon. Hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, comment your scores below to enter the giveaway. And up until next time, guys, the Blue Bloods are out.